Welcome to MD Notified, a pediatric podcast, your source for high-yield, evidence-based pediatric medicine. I'm your host, Christine Sukchuk, and today we're going to be talking about infant formula. Infant formula is a super important topic in pediatrics because it comes up a ton. Parents are always wanting to know which formula is best for their child. They go to the store and they see a million different choices, and then they pick one, and the second that something starts to go wrong, like the baby becomes fussy, or they're having trouble sleeping through the night, or they're really gassy, or whatever it is, they always want to talk about the formula and see if that could be a potential cause of their baby's distress. So in this podcast, I wanted to run through all of the different types of formulas, what they're made of, what makes them different, and what are the medical indications for when we switch from one formula to another. But before we dive in and start talking about formula, I think it's a good time to bring up the difference between breast milk and formula. As we all know, there are some differences. Breast milk is, as pediatricians, the preferred source of nutrition for all infants. However, we do like to say fed is best, so as long as the baby is getting nutrition one way or the other and growing well, we are happy. Breast milk, however, does provide a couple of things that infant formula does not. Um, One of the main things that is in breast milk that is not in baby formula is maternal antibodies. Those antibodies get passed through the breast milk and the baby takes them into their gut And for the first six months of life, those antibodies act as a protective mechanism for the baby and kind of adds an extra layer of protection to their immune system. One other difference between breastfed babies and formula-fed babies is actually if you look at the gut bacteria that grow in babies who are breastfed versus babies who are formula-fed, that intestinal uh, microbial profile is a little bit different. And it kind of makes sense, right? Because the breastfed babies are getting those gut bacteria introduced at the mother's nipple, whereas the formula-fed babies are getting a different set of environmental bacteria introduced through bottle feeding. Calorie content is a third and final thing that kind of differs between breast milk and formula. In general, we think that um, human breast milk contains between 19 and 21 kcals per ounce, which is right on par with your standard infant formulas. However, the difference is that breast milk, the content of breast milk varies throughout the feed. Um, So the fat content and the protein content of the breast milk that comes out first is a little bit different from the fat content and the protein content of the breast milk that is expressed last or the hind milk. Lastly, remember that the only true contraindication to breastfeeding is having an HIV-positive mother, galactosemia, and in some cases, illicit drug use. One thing that I want to talk about before we jump into the different types of formulas is how to mix formula. This is definitely something that is huge. We always want to talk about it with our families, particularly if we have a baby who is losing weight or not gaining weight as appropriately as we would like, because it can get kind of confusing. So regular formula has about 20 calories per ounce. Preterm formula has about 22 calories per ounce. Both of those come in a powdered form. Uh, So let's say we have a typical term baby and we're trying to teach the mother how to mix her formula. You would say, okay, you get a bottle and you fill the bottle up with water first. So let's say it's a newborn, you wanna make about two ounces. Fill that bottle up with two ounces of water Take one scoop out of the can 
and make it level and then put it in second. So water first, formula, powder second. The reason you do that is because you want to make sure you have the full volume of water in the bottle before you add the powder because the powder is going to add a little bit of volume as well, right? So um, at the end of this process, you will end up with actually a little bit more than two ounces in volume. If you add, let's say you do it the other way around and you add the powder first and the water second, then you'll have a little bit, let's say a third of an inch at the bottom of the bottle, that's formula. You add water to the two ounce line. Well, now instead of adding two ounces of water, you've actually added maybe, let's say 1.8 ounces of water or something like that. Um, and you shake it up and the formula that you've mixed is actually a little bit more concentrated. Usually it wouldn't make a huge difference. Um, main, our main concern is we just don't want the babies to get too little calories. However, having formula that is too dense can actually cause malabsorption in babies because their little GI tracts just can't handle that concentration of caloric content, sugar, protein, fats. It'll just run right through them and they may not actually absorb it. So that is why mixing formula properly is super, super important. Um, and it's definitely something that you want to be talking to your parents about. The other thing that I wanted to touch on just before we start going into the nitty gritty of uh, formulas and all the different formulas that are out there is proper storage. Proper storage is super important because you definitely don't want the babies to get sick. Um, and right at your first newborn visit, you should be talking to the mom about the safe ways for her to store both her breast milk if she's putting a breastfeeding or formula or both if she's doing both. So breast milk, you're going to use the rule of fours. That means four hours at room temperature four days in the fridge and four to six months in the freezer. So if you are a breastfeeding mother, you're at work, um, let's say you don't have access to a fridge, you can say to them it is safe to pump breast milk. And as long as you're getting that breast milk into the fridge within the next four hours or into the baby's belly, you are good to go. Similarly, after that milk is expressed, you can stick it in the fridge for four days, no problem, take it out, warm it back to a palatable temperature and then feed it to your baby. And then finally, let's say that you're an overproducer, um, you have tons and tons of breast milk, but you want to save up for say a date night at two months of age or something like that. You can tell the mom, go ahead, express the milk, stick it in the freezer. It's good for four to six months. Um, and you can save it for a rainy day for if let's say you have issues with, with your supply or you want to go out of town or, you know, do whatever with it later on. One thing that is important to know about breast milk is that once frozen breast milk is thawed, it is good for two hours at room temperature and 24 hours in the fridge. And you cannot refreeze breast milk. So if you pump it, freeze it, and then thaw it, you have to use it within 24 hours in the fridge or within two hours at room temperature, you cannot stick it back in the freezer. Now, the rules for formula are a little bit different because the freezing component is not there, right? Most people just mix the formula that they're going to use and then they use it and then they never have any need to freeze it um, because it comes in a powder. So um, that makes life a little bit easier in terms of remembering how to properly store formula. So formula, the rule is two hours or less at room temperature. And if you stick it in the fridge, 24 hours in the fridge. 
So it has a little bit of a shorter shelf life, uh, both at room temperature and in the fridge than regular breast milk. I do see a lot of mothers who will, at the beginning of the day, they mix a 24-hour batch of formula. Uh, they know exactly how much their kid will eat typically in a day. They stick that in the fridge and then they use it as the day goes on. Um, and then the next morning they do it again. So that's how you properly store formula and breast milk. Okay, now let's start talking about formulas. What are all the different types of formulas? Um, I will preface this by saying that we are going to have a MD notified quick notes up on the website. So you do not have to remember this. You can always go on there and download it and then have it kind of at your disposal when you have questions that come up because I know this is a lot of information. The first type of formula that I wanted to touch on is kind of unique and that is the preterm formulas. So these are formulas that you're going to use in premature infants. Premature infants, remember, are infants that are born at less than 37 weeks of gestational age. And the reason that we use these formulas is because they have a little bit of uh, extra nutritional support that uh, premature babies need. Namely, they have a little bit more vitamin D and they have a little bit more of the other fat-soluble vitamins. They also have more calcium and more phosphorus and a little bit more protein. Remember when babies are in their third trimester, they're focusing all of their energy on growth. And so if they don't have that extra time in the womb to do that, they may have missed out. So that is why this formula has a little bit more of those things. Preterm formula also has a little bit more caloric content. We will talk about regular uh, term infant formula next, but preterm formula has a little bit more calories in that it has 22 calories per ounce as opposed to regular formula having about 20 calories per ounce. As far as what the protein source is, they use milk protein. Carb source is very similar to what you would find in a term infant formula. So it's no easier to digest per se. It just has a little bit more vitamins, a little bit more protein, and a little bit more calories. Now, if you are a preterm infant and you end up discharged from the hospital, and you're on one of these preterm formulas, uh, the two big ones in terms of brand name is Similac Neosure and Enfamil Enficare. Those are the two premature baby formulas. If you end up taking more than 500 mLs of either one of those formulas in a day, you actually end up at a risk for taking in too much of those supplemental vitamins. And so at that point, you can just switch to regular formula. The next type of formula that we're going to talk about is cow's milk-based formulas. Um, there are several iterations of these, but I like to call this first category within cow's milk-based formula regular baby formula. This is where everyone starts. If you are a term infant, you get discharged from the hospital, mom says, I want to formula feed this baby, they typically start here. So these are going to sound fairly familiar. The brand names that you'll see are Similac Advance, Enfamil Infant, Enfamil NeuroPro, which is essentially the same thing as Enfamil Infant, um, and Gerber Good Start. These are milk protein-based formulas. They typically use lactose as our carbohydrate source, and they are safe to start in all-term babies. Now, there are several other types of cow's milk-based formulas that are formulated for specific types of issues, okay? So one 
main issue that babies will have and a reason that mothers will often switch their formulas is fussiness or gas. Some people think that their infants have um, lactose intolerance. They may switch them to a low lactose formula. Those are things like Similac Total Comfort. Um, Enfamil Gentilese has a little bit less lactose in it and uh, Gerber Soothe. So essentially these are the exact same thing as the previous formulas that we talked about. Your Similac Advance, your Enfamil Neuropro, your Gerber Good Start. The only difference is that there's a little bit less lactose and people will switch them kind of on their own to decrease fussiness if they feel that lactose intolerance is the source of the fussiness. And again, I'm just going to say this and repeat myself that all of these low lactose formulas actually have milk protein in them. Um, The only difference is the lactose level. So you do not switch from, say, Enfamil NeuroPro to, um, let's say, Similac Total Comfort because you think of the baby has milk protein allergy. They are the same thing. The only difference is that the second one, the Gerber Soothe, Enfamil Gentilis, Similac Total Comfort, those are low lactose formulas. Again, totally safe to try, um, but they won't do anything for you if you have milk protein allergy. And then the last one in the category of lactose-free is um, Similac Sensitive. Similac Sensitive is not low lactose, it is lactose-free. So the protein source is milk protein, and the carbohydrate source, instead of being lactose, it is corn syrup solids, which, which are often used in baby formulas as a source of carbohydrate. The last category of cow's milk-based formulas are formulated for a different complaint, so not lactose sensitivity, but actually for reflux or GERD. If you have a baby who's doing fine on the milk protein-based formula, but they just, they're a spitter, you can always try a thickened formula. And the way these work are, um, they actually have a little bit of added rice in the formula themselves. And when the rice gets ingested by the infant and it hits the acidic stomach environment, it'll thicken up. And so theoretically that thicker formula, um, sits in the stomach a little bit better and causes a little bit less reflux. So the brand names for those thickened formulas are Similac Spit Up, Enfamil AR. People think that AR stands for acid reflux. It actually stands for added rice. And both of those formulas are good if you have a baby who has GERD. Um, I will say the acidic stomach environment is one of the things that helps the formula thicken up once it gets into the baby's stomach. So having an infant on an acid blocker like famotidine may actually decrease the utility of these formulas. Again, I will reiterate that all of these formulas are cow's milk based, meaning they all have milk protein as the protein source. So these formulas are not going to be good for infants who have milk protein allergy. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to a different category. This is going to be, we're going to call this pre-digested formulas, which is a super appetizing name. But essentially, this is a group of formulas that you could use in an infant that you suspect may have a milk protein allergy. So we just talked about all the different cow's milk protein 
based formulas, which obviously you would not use in a baby who you thought had milk protein allergy. But if you did have a baby who had milk protein allergy, this is the way that you would want to go. So let's think about a clinical example. Um, you have a baby who comes into your clinic. They were previously fed, let's say, Gerber Good Start or Similec Advance, one of your normal starter pack infant formulas. They were doing fine on it, and then kind of you look at their growth curve, and it's sort of leveled off. They're not thriving as well as they had been in the past. And then mom also tells you that there is a little bit of um, red spots or even a little bit of gross blood in the baby's diaper. Also, she's telling you that she has noticed that he's super fussy, he's super gassy, maybe he has a little bit of a eczematous rash. All of those things may uh, perk up your ears and make you think about milk protein allergy. And in babies like this, you have a decision to make. Um, if you're super suspicious, then you could go right into the pre-digested formula pathway. But if you're only a little bit suspicious, let's say the story isn't that strong, um, you could always try a soy-based formula first. There's really no harm in doing that. Um, the only thing that you have to keep in mind is that there is a fair amount of cross-reactivity between the milk protein um, and the soy protein in the soy-based formula. So a fair amount of kids who have milk protein allergy are also not going to do well on the soy-based formula. So if it's a really strong story, you might just skip that step and go straight to the pre-digested formulas. So let's talk about pre-digested formulas. They kind of come in two broad categories. The first category is semi-hydrolyzed. These are going to be your Similac Elementum, your Nutramagen, your Progestamil, Gerber Extensive HA. These are going to be semi-hydrolyzed formulas. So the protein source is still milk protein. The difference is this milk protein has been pre-digested into small peptides. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane right now and talk about biochemistry for a second. Um, and we all remember that proteins are just these long strings of peptides. Um, and then within those peptides, you have your amino acids. So if you think about milk protein as a long, long, long string, these are semi-hydrolyzed formulas because it's essentially like you've clipped it up into these tiny, tiny peptides. And those peptides make it easier for the baby to digest. The carb source, these formulas vary a little bit between them, um, but in general, they don't have very much lactose in them. These formulas are really good for babies who have milk protein allergy, who have malabsorption. Actually, some of them are really good for GERD because if you can imagine, um, GERD occurs in infants because they drink formula, it sits in their stomach, and then they spit it back up, and they have reflux, and they have symptoms when you pre-digest a portion of their formula, it actually goes down a lot quicker. It moves through the intestine a little bit quicker. So that process will help with reflux because there's just not as much in your stomach to reflux. Um, another thing that's kind of special about Alimentum in particular is that it has a higher percentage of medium chain fatty acids, which also helps you digest a little bit quicker. So overall, very good choice, very good next step for a baby who has a strong history of milk protein allergy or really, truly terrible GERD, and you really want to help them with that as well. 
And then the second category within pre-digested formulas is your elemental or amino acid-based formulas. So we talked about how the milk protein, protein is a long string of peptides, um, and to get the semi-hydrolyzed ones, you chop it up into those peptides. Well, to get the elemental one, you'll take those peptides and you'll chop them up even further to get amino acids. So these are basically pure amino acid-based formulas in terms of protein content. The brand names for these are going to be Elecare, Alpha Amino, Pure Amino, and Neocate. Um, really, you won't see too many kids on these because they're, I mean, this is like the end of the line. They really cannot tolerate milk protein at all. Um, or they have a bunch of food allergies, eosinophilic esophagitis, malabsorption. Um, these are pretty sick kids who you're going to see on these types of formulas. So those are kind of the last line in terms of milk protein allergy. These, as far as carbohydrate source, are going to be lactose-free. Uh, so it's kind of as unobtrusive as you can get in terms of what you can introduce into this baby's GI tract. And then the last category of formulas that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier um, but didn't fully run through are the soy-based formulas. So as we kind of chatted about earlier, the soy-based formulas can be um, an option if you have an infant who has, let's say, some fussiness, some gassiness. You're not totally convinced that it's a milk protein allergy, but it could be. Um, and you say, okay, well, why don't we just try it? We can switch to a soy-based formula and see if that makes the baby a little bit better. So the brand names for the soy-based formulas are going to be Similac Soy Isomil, Enfamil Pro Sobe, and Gerber Good Start Soy. The difference between the soy-based formulas and the cow's milk protein formulas are obviously the protein source is a little bit different. The protein source in the soy formulas is going to be soy protein. And then the carbohydrate source in the soy-based formulas, it's going to be lactose-free and they're going to use corn syrup solids. So these formulas are the same caloric content and overall just as nutritious as the cow's milk-based formulas. They're going to be good for babies who have lactose intolerance. Also a great option for vegetarian families who don't want to use cow's milk protein. You can try it in babies who have milk protein allergy, like I said, but there is high cross-reactivity. And then finally, um, if you think about galactosemia, definitely babies who have galactosemia are going to need to go on a soy-based formula. Now, after all of that talk about formulas and milk protein allergy and lactose intolerance and GERD and all of these different things, food allergies and food sensitivities... I'm sure you're wondering about breastfeeding and how all of that plays in when you have a breastfed infant. So breastfed infants can still develop food allergies and intolerances because there are some food proteins that pass through the mother's diet into the breast milk. And definitely if you have a breastfed baby who exhibits poor growth, bloody stools, frequent spit ups, or vomiting, eczema, and you think that food allergy or intolerance is on the list of differential diagnoses, it's definitely reasonable for the mother to cut out major allergens from her diet. One of the most common allergens is milk and dairy, and so we'll often start with that. Always the next question you're going to get from the mother is going to be, how long before my baby stops crying, and how long before my baby stops having these really scary red 
bloody stools? And the answer to that is it can take up to one or two weeks for these proteins to fully disappear from the mother's breast milk and from the baby's system. So you kind of have to be a little patient from that regard, but definitely you can still get food intolerances and milk protein allergy as a breastfed infant. And that is all I have for our episode today on infant formula. I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys learned something. Again, the quick notes on this episode will be posted on the website, so please do not hesitate to use that as a reference, and we will see you guys next time.